This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Really good crew that you have out there. Um, and a really a really awesome dynamic, I think, that is maturing in, in the Midwestern region right there with, with, with the staffers that, uh, that, that you have. So It's so awesome. And, and you've mentioned to me, Sam, that that you know you're doing a good job as a field coordinator and I, yeah I, I say to Sam all the time it's really not me it's the people Same, it's the people yeah. that make make the group exactly. and and fortunate we're fortunate enough in the midwest to have a group of people that share the same vision that have the same passion and 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 really have they have the same personalities we're all just as goofy oh, you got her, dude. she's down let's go dude i just shot a deer of a lifetime Freaking smoked him. Born with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. All Obsession Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode driven by friends over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Um, talk about them in our sponsor segment at the end. Uh, once again, I'm Sam with Fall Obsession, your podcast host. Thank you for uh, listening, watching on YouTube, whatever, however you guys might be tuning in. Um, back on here again in person for the second uh, week's episode consecutive with our Midwestern Regional Staff Coordinator Todd Sellen. Welcome back, Todd. It's it's always good to be here, Sam. It's all, you know I'm I just feel blessed to be here in person, and it always amazes me. We talk about Fall Obsession, the family atmosphere we have, and same thing is true it amazes me in that when we meet a person for the first time i met you at the airport a couple of days ago and man it was again i mentioned this before hugs all around you know like we're like we've always been brothers and we've always hung out with each other and it just yeah. it just amazes me the connection we have within fall obsession and so, yeah well it's really cool and yeah. um you know you you flew down here we we recorded a podcast with Heather, and, mm-hmm. and we, we talked about this a little bit in last week's podcast, but we recorded a podcast with Heather, episode 112, I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
talking about her journey as a hunter and then y'all's lives up there in Michigan and, yeah. and all the stuff you guys got going on. Um, wanted to do the same with you. Yeah, for sure. That turned into, and we, again, we told the story last week, but that turned into you being like, hey, why don't I just fly down there? Yeah. And us recording in person, yeah. stacked a hog hunt up on top of that, mm-hmm. and here we are recording yeah. in person. So. Here we are. So as a teacher, we're fortunate to have time off. My wife, I mean, our family is busy in general. Um, just with the different things, um, you know, my wife stays busy. She's employed by the Michigan DNR during the summer as a uh, activity coordinator for a local state park. And, you know, we're also busy with our girls who race IBRA. They do barrel racing. And so uh, they have a show actually today. Uh, they got one. They had one Sunday. They have one today. They got one Saturday. They got one Sunday. And that's how our weeks go. So we're busy. But as teachers, we're also very fortunate to have time off in the summertime to be able just to pick up and go and, and we're that sort of family we're very spontaneous and yeah. so uh, well sam actually i think i mentioned it to you you're going out with a, a field staff or a pro staff or andy meeks you're going out for dinner mm-hmm. and when i talked to you on phone on the phone and you said well you know this is right after heather's yeah uh, same day we recorded heather's with podcast. heather yeah he goes, uh, Heather promised me not to say this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm going out with dinner with Andy tonight. I go, you know what? I'm going to the airport right now. I'll meet you down there in a few hours. <laughs> That's what she was worried <laughs> about, yeah. <laughs> but so, no, yeah. I mean, it, it's awesome. I'm glad, we got to, I'm glad we got to experience the hog hunt together and mm-hmm. you know, spend, a, spend a couple hunts out in the Texas heat, you know, uh, yeah. knocking down some pigs. You guys, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast and uh, and talking about that hog hunt and everything, go back an episode, listen, uh, listen to that one where we talk about that hog hunt and everything and your mm-hmm. your experience hunting pigs down here. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun time. I, I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it and glad that we had a successful trip out of the mix. But yeah. um, for this episode, kind of what we want to do is uh, piggyback off of. Heather's podcast. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no piggyback hog hunting, no pun intended. But uh, Just not the one we harvested because yeah. it might not go very far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, to kind of team up with that episode and talk about some of the stuff that you guys have going on up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only that, but you're juggling hunting with, with your busy schedules. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to the conversation because, you know, ever since you got down here and then you know, yesterday you listened to Heather's podcast here with yep. us. Yep. Um, ever since you've been here, it's been like, well, what she didn't tell you was, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, oh, let, let me, let me add, let me that, you know, or th- there was more to that story, you know, so, uh, and then you've been telling me you've been watching the, the views and the download numbers on her podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, you, and I'm sure you'll mention it, you know, every, everything's a competition for y'all. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we, we are very competitive people. Both my wife and I uh, participated in college athletics. Um, she was a track, track, uh, track and field. She ran hurdles in college, and I was a baseball player in college. Um, played outfield and did a little bit of catching as well. And and we're just competitive people by by nature. And that's you know to be a college athlete, you have to be competitive just because you're constantly fighting for a position. You're constantly fighting for a job and. And of course, you always want to win games. <laughs> you know, you, you hate to lose, and that's kind of trickled down to our coaching as well. Um, you know, you want to do the best you can and really develop those athletes. But it, the bottom line is, you want to win games. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And so uh, we're we're both very competitive. That's also uh, we see that in our daughters as well. It's really really funny. Uh, my my youngest uh, on Sunday ran barrels for the first time independently, full speed ran a 21 my oldest who has been running for years 
uh, struggled just a touch with her form and that sort of thing and then ran a 20. My youngest was upset that she didn't beat my oldest. My oldest was upset that she didn't beat my youngest by more. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. And then, so, it, you know, that that characteristic has really uh, um, kind of shown itself in our younger our daughters as well. At breakfast this morning, I was showing Sam text about Heather and trying to get as many people as they can to watch her podcast because she has to beat my views. And Heather, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. It's on. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you got a couple episodes now online so i'm sure she'll be uh she'll be asking me hey when, when can we do another one you know yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> you got two episodes now yeah but um so again you've been on the podcast before not just last week but we mentioned it last uh in our last podcast about you know the the midwestern high crew out there after that missouri hunt and the mm-hmm. 97 98 episodes that you that you recorded with us and that was y'all's first time to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Really good crew that you have out there, um, and a really a really awesome dynamic I think that is maturing in in the Midwestern region right there with 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 the staffers that uh, that that you have. So it's so awesome, and and you've mentioned to me, Sam, that that you know you're doing a good job as a field coordinator. And I, yeah, I, I say to Sam all the time, it's really not me; it's the people. It's Same. the people yeah. that make make the group. Exactly. And, and fortu- we're fortunate enough in the Midwest to have a group of people that share the same vision, that have the same passion, and, and, and really have, have the same personalities. We're all just as goofy. We have, <laughs> we have a, 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 you know, a, a texting thread that we go and just put random stuff on and just crack each other up because part of my philosophy, part of our family's philosophy is you need to make people laugh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Life in itself is very stressful. Why? Why allow yourself to get consumed in that stress? Why not laugh every day? You know, yeah. if, if you know, cer- certainly we have our struggles, we have our obstacles that we have to overcome, and if and if it, and if you can find a little humor in those obstacles and in that stress in life, man, that makes life much more enjoyable. And you know, like I said, uh, if you see somebody having a bad day and they take it out on you there's still opportunities to make them laugh and make their day a little brighter. So that's just kind of our thing. And and, and, and the other thing that we really try to do as a family, as a selling family, is we understand the value in people. We understand that people are appreciated. People bring, people bring, um, bring attributes to any situation, regardless of who they are, regardless of where they're from, regardless of their background, people all have, all have value. And, 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 you know, you need to celebrate those values that people bring to situations and that's really guided us in our life really um because we understand that people have value we have really um put other people's needs before us ours more often than not and so and that's kind of a philosophy as a teacher in general you know you're always helping others other people whether it's a student whether it's a parent in the community whether it's just a random stranger you just have that uh that 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 thing instilled in you that that characteristic instilled in you that you want to give and you want to serve people because that's we really are we're servants of our community we're servants of of our land and and uh we try to do it with as much humor as we can yeah <laughs> so, exactly yeah. well that that crew undoubtedly helps with that humor for 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 sure it's it's a good group i enjoyed the the couple podcasts i got to mm-hmm. record with that group and mm-hmm. um yeah y'all 
y'all are killing it it's, yeah it's, it's good stuff up there so. so one thing i really try to do is just to, to show how much we appreciate them in the midwest and not, not only in the midwest but geez i've been in communication with uh charmaine out in canada who just had a baby congratulations mm-hmm. um and uh you know people from other regions just because again we're all part of one big family the human human family the human race and 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 you know you got to show people you value them and appreciate them yeah. and build those relationships and i think we've been able to do that particularly in the midwest because those are the people i've had most contact with and yeah so. well and yeah it, it definitely helps to have to have a, a tighter a tighter group in that y'all are y'all are closer together because um you know y'all were able to do that do that snow goose hunt and even that was cool to to like i from my perspective, I knew you guys, you know, were talking and coordinating, and obviously the hunt came up, and you had people who were interested. But it's really after that event, mm-hmm. you yourself, you know, you said how cool it was that you get out there and camp, and everybody's just like you know each other. It's oh, like yeah, you're just sure. picking up where you left off, basically. Sure. And then to see that bond continue to go yeah. beyond that, yeah, and yeah. you know, I mean, you, you told me pretty soon after that hunt, you're like Sam, we text every day. The, the group literally texts every day. I'm like, that. that's freaking awesome. And, and we still do. Yeah. We're talking, this was back in March. Yeah, the, we left on a Sunday, Monday. We created a, a, um, a texting thread, and we actually even expanded upon it as people. We, we included you. Originally, yeah. it the, <laughs> originally, it was just the people that went to the goose hunt, and then we started including other people, and it's still a daily thing. It's still yeah. a daily thing. You know, it's not. Sometimes it's not with a whole group. Sometimes it's one or two people in that thread that are going back and forth but yeah it's still a daily thing it's it's awesome yeah and and to see more events come come from that you got the bow fishing trip Mm -hmm. coming up Mm -hmm. next week another another fishing trip with tyler coming up after that just more more and more events starting to transpire even Mm -hmm. even right now when it's summertime and there's very little hunting seasons going on you know right. you have stuff like down here in texas has plenty mm-hmm. of opportunities and there's there's random other things here and there but mm-hmm. you know it's 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 the more it's the downtime in between hunting seasons and everything yep. and yet mm-hmm. there's still stuff going on and chances for folks to get together it's really awesome to see so. absolutely we've been able like you said to get the bow fishing a week from tomorrow we're we're heading to southern indiana with delaney pfeiffer who's hosting a a bow fishing excursion and uh, then in august a couple weeks after that we're going to southern missouri with tyler um, december we have a uh, sandhill crane hunt back here in texas in lubbock um, and then next March, again, we're going back to Missouri for our snow goose hunt. Um, we also have in the works uh, a black bear hunt in North Carolina we're yeah. working on right now. So yeah. so all the, all these events and everything, and, and to kind of talk a little bit more specifically about fall obsession and, and, and the, not just the staff coordinator role, but then how that plays into the greater equation. You know, we, we brought this role on, on board was it late last year, early this year? It was somewhere? after Tim's pheasant hunt. After so, Tim's pheasant hunt. So that was hunt. another okay. excursion we had talked about. Best ideas come from camps. And, and my first camp involved with uh, Fall Obsession was Tim Burgess out in Colorado hosted a, a, a pheasant hunt for the staffers. And it was myself, Tim, uh, Drew Tordick, our admin from Minnesota, and then Andy Meeks. Um, I think it was the four of us. Yeah, it was four. Yeah, yep, we went up there and, and spent a weekend, you know, pheasant hunting, and that's really where we started developing that bond. You know, yeah. that's where I started developing the bond with other staffers. The first time I really met staffers in person, and so, um, and that's where a lot of the ideas that I started thinking of. That's where we started developing these ideas, and I think I called you 
the day I got back and said, you know, Sam, we got, listen, what if we did this and this and this and this and this? And that's where the staff coordinator idea kind of, kind of came up. So, yeah. And it was a process getting to that point from there, you know, trying to, to figure out how it would all work and everything. And, and it's still, you know, evolving and, and figuring out mm-hmm. the, the, the best, the intricacies of it and everything. But, um, you know, basically we, we divided, we didn't divide our staff. We just, we, we, Regioning. we laid out five regions mm-hmm. um, in the United States that fall obsession would recognize mm-hmm. um, as far as location where our, where our folks are. And then we, we are doing our best to try and have a designated point of contact, a, a designated coordinator like yourself yep. in each of those regions. Yep. Some regions are, still have vacancies in that role right now, either mm-hmm. because there's, there's a f- only a few staffers there or um, just, you know more than anybody it's a, a voluntary position yep. at the moment yep. so yep. you know some folks just don't have the, the the time to give to it and that's completely understandable mm-hmm. um but trying to have somebody like that who can who can start to put stuff together because mm-hmm. you you lit a fire out there initially you mm-hmm. know you had to get it going but mm-hmm. i i feel like even you could probably attest to how much you know you you still do a lot of work but after after you get those groups together after you get those people interacting with each other mm-hmm it starts taking care of itself in, in some aspects of it. Oh, know? for sure. For sure. And I mentioned um, to Sam just before we started recording that our personalities as teachers, my wife, you know, Heather and I, our personality is just to absorb as much knowledge about everything as we possibly can. That's, that's why we became teachers. It, it, it takes a lot of um, having understanding and, and, and being educated. And that's just kind of what we do, we just gather as much information as we can, and then our why in life is to share that information with other peoples and watch them develop their own philosophies, watch them develop their own techniques, and learning from what we share with them. And that's kind of what what I did going into this coordinator role is just say, hey, here's my ideas, here's my thoughts, here's here's what I think, here's what I've learned. Run with it, <laughs> like you said, it runs with it, it pretty much runs its own self. Right. And uh, the people in the Midwest region, because we all share the same vision and have the same personalities, it's easy to get feedback. It's easy to get content from them. So yeah, exactly. And we're fortunate that we have, you know, a larger number. I think we have twelve staffers in that region right now. Right. So you know, we have a lot of lot of resources to pull from. So exactly. And you're you're not the only coordinator on board either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Burgess from Colorado. He's he's been on our podcast before also. Who does a phenomenal um, job out in the on yes the he, he does a phenomenal job. Um, his, his group out there in the West that that he has kind of under his umbrella is smaller, um, so that. I know that that's probably more of a, a challenge for him, you know, to yeah, get, get more people sure. together and, and try to try to do that kind of stuff. But ho- my hope is that um, we can get more people out West on his, mm-hmm. on his end of everything. And we can start to see that kind of same growth and everything we've seen in the Midwest mm-hmm. coming from, you know, the Western region out there. And then eventually all the other regions, you yeah. know, it, it, it it's going to be awesome to be able to see, hopefully see this kind of, uh, family aspect growing in every in every sure. region, and and on that note too, I wanted to take the opportunity. We haven't really publicly advertised it because we still have um, some folks that were were waitlisted from when we had a, a limited number of roster spots, mm-hmm. um, or just the people who have organically inquired. Um, but I did want to take the opportunity to tell other folks how they can become mm-hmm. uh, a fall obsession staffer because sure. we do want to grow this family. We sure. do want, you know, you, you mentioned about how it's awesome to have 12 folks in yep. your region. Yep. 
we'd love to see more, you know, yeah, because yeah. I mean, every event that we do, whether it's in the Midwest or in the West and the South, whatever it might be, you know, we know that not everybody is going to get to go to that. We want as many people as possible, whether they're local to that region or from other places to be able to, to mm -hmm. come in and attend. But we know not everybody's going to be able to go. Sure. But the more the merrier, man. Yeah. This, this like you yeah. mentioned, this is a family. And that, that's how you really get to know the persons when you meet them. I mean, you, we've, and prior to attending Tim's um, pheasant hunt, again, which was my first in-person experience with Fall, Fall Obsession, Everything was texting. Everything was uh, emailing. Um, I don't even know if we had Zoom meetings. We didn't have any virtual meetings. We didn't have virtual meetings that, at the time. That no. kind of came with COVID, but uh, which again, that shows the growth that we've made over the years, and we continue to grow. You know, and and so that that added that element of in person, but still, it wasn't like meeting somebody face to face. Right. <laughs> and when you meet per somebody in person, it's a total different atmosphere, and it's yeah, we get so many ideas, and you get that connection, you feel that brother and sisterhood and you feel that family connection and, and just it's just a great thing to be a part of so. absolutely mm -hmm. yeah so for for our listeners or viewers um for any who might be interested in joining fall obsession wherever wherever you might be in the united states or canada mm -hmm. um you can go to fallobsession.com slash staff dash opportunities or if you just go to fallobsession.com slash staff there's also a button there that'll take you to the the opportunities page and basically on that page, we have laid out uh, kind of an overview of how our program functions um, because, it, you know, it's not just being able to interact with folks in person stuff. Mm -hmm. we, we want content creators also yep. to, to be yep. to be a part. Mm -hmm. we, we want all these these family members to be generating content relevant to their regions, contributing those to fall obsession. Um, so when you when you join you know we we want you to send in content relevant to your outdoor and hunting adventures and everything and we have we set it up every month on a on a monthly basis to be like hey this is kind of what we're looking for this month in the content world to give you guys ideas especially during the summertime it's important i feel like to to give folks you know ideas because sure. it it can be hard sometimes sure. to think of well what am i what mm -hmm. am i going to do if there's no hunting season or i'm not fishing or you know mm -hmm. whatever the deal might be so we try to set it up for folks but then as you send stuff in you build up points mm -hmm. we have monthly rewards uh mm -hmm. for different types of content things so you it used to be structured to where you know just you'd have to build up so many points before you earn a reward now we've kind of structured our rewards based on uh you know content quality frequency and, right. and performance right, right. So, because we're so, growing yeah, so <laughs> it's basically a a first month staffer mm -hmm. has the same opportunity to win a monthly award as you. Yeah, for, for sure. example, you know. For sure. So. And Sam and I were talking about you know when I first became a staffer and how it's how it's evolved since that time. And I remember when I first became a staffer, you could take a picture of anything in the outdoor, send it, and it was okay, it's accepted, it's posted, uh, you know. Um, but now again, our standards have changed a little because we're growing, because we're evolving, and and you know becoming more known. And so we have to look for that quality, and we have to yeah yeah so. yeah. So I mean, there there's always stuff every month that gets bounced back, and and that's just that's that's part of it. But again, like Todd said, there's. We, we, what we are as Fall Obsession, we are trying to create a level of hunting and outdoor media that reflects the same quality that you see from some of these big name mm -hmm. companies or big mm -hmm. name pages in the social media world. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's relevant to blue collar outdoorsmen yeah, sure. because that's what we are yeah, as well. Sure. We're trying to produce that same quality of content from locations that you guys are familiar with that's relevant mm -hmm. to you and information that 
you know, is right up your alley. Yeah, so that's sure. what we're trying to do. So. Yeah, this isn't our, our sole employment, you know. No. We both have jobs. And, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, so. Todd and I can both can both tell you, you know, nobody here has seen a paycheck from, <laughs> from Fall Session, including yeah. including myself, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one day I would love to be able to, to see our – our our admin core our managers even our coordinators you know depending on how the company grows you know be able to you know even if you know a part-time income or something like that would be great from fall obsession sure. but you know we have to build to that point and sure. that is not that's not the goal like yeah. i'm not i'm not doing this because man i gotta i gotta turn this into a source of income for my family like that's not why i do this if, if that was why i do this i would have right. quit a long time ago <laughs> yeah, for sure. it's sharing our passion with other people exactly and finding others around uh, around uh you know the united states who, who who have the same goals and have the same visions and and then it provides more opportunities i've never gone on a snow goose hunt before until we went to uh, Missouri. I've never gone bow fishing. We're going in a week from now. I've never hunted hogs out in Texas. <laughs> I did yeah. that the last couple of days, you know. And so it just provides those opportunities for you to expand expand your network and, and really get to know people from different regions in the United States and Canada and so on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to I'd like to steer a conversation a little bit more toward you guys yep. up there in, yep. in Michigan um, because, you know, as we've gotten to, to talk over the past couple of days and gotten to know each other even more than we already did, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, y'all ha- have a very interesting life up there. Yeah. I mean, you, you truly do with, yep. with all the yep. stuff you have going on. And on top of that, you have a lot of stuff going on. Y'all are very busy. very busy. And, uh, I, I know Heather talked a little bit about that in, in episode 112 with her. Um, but I wanted to kind of, like I said, build upon that yep. and, and hear some of, some of, from your perspective, what yep. you guys have going on, some of your hunting stories from up there. Sure. And just to start, tell us a little bit about just where you live up there so in Michigan we, and, and the place that you have. So we live in western Michigan. It's called Coopersville, Michigan. It's uh, uh, about 20 minutes west of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids is the second largest city in Michigan. Um, I don't know the exact population number, but I do know it's the second largest. Um, and we live about 10 minutes away from the Lake Michigan shoreline. So uh, during this time of year, for example, we focus a lot on fishing. That's what we do up, up in Michigan in particular. Um, you know, Heather and I live in a farming community. Um, it's, a, it's a rural farming community where, you know, it's common to, to see cornfields. It's common to smell cow manure during certain times of the year. And yeah. it's just, you know, that's just what it is. And we live on a uh, really a hobby farm. We have 11 horses, 30 chickens. We have um, cats, dogs. We got a goat. <laughs> we got a cow. So, uh, and we're not trying to make income, but we're just trying to be self-sustaining. And we know we get we go out and gather eggs every morning to have for breakfast. You know, or sometimes we eat them for for dinner as well. Um, you know, we have a cow. We ride the horses and and so on and so forth. So that's kind of we're farmers in a farmer community. Yeah. We're hobby farmers in a farming community. On top of running the farm, both Heather and I are, are teachers. And so um, a lot of people, you hear this all the time, you know, teachers have the easiest job in the world because they have certain times off. It's not easy because even our, during our times off, we're still planning. We're still thinking of ideas and ways of challenging our students to become better at what they do and, and to gain knowledge and, and, you know, prepare them for life in general. And Jeez, yesterday, one of the things I was doing when we were on stand with the hog hunt, I was texting people, or I was answering emails uh, from school. We're off school. 
but we're still answering emails right. from school. In fact, it was funny because my principal was part of the email chain, and we got a response back saying, I'm not in the office, you know, the automated response. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I will respond to this when I get back. I'm like, yeah, I'm on vacation too, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending I'm emails. <laughs> yes, I'm out in the, uh, uh, the Texas Mesquite sending emails, so uh, that's kind of funny. So, yeah, we're, we're constantly busy with that, and in addition to teaching, running the farm... Uh, we're both coaches. Uh, my wife has been a track and basketball coach for about 15 to 20 years. Um, I just told Sam if you know if I come back and and coach this this winter, this will be my 30th year of, of coaching high school athletics. And you know I've I've pretty much ran the gamut. I've I've coached basketball. I've coached baseball. I've coached football. I've, I've co- I'm currently coaching bowling. Um, so you look at the variety that's involved there, and it's. It's not saying that he's totally passionate about one sport. No, it's the fact that I get to share my knowledge with these kids on what this particular sport is, on how that relates to life in general, and how you can overcome obstacles within this within this sport because you're gonna have obstacles in life. You know, how do you deal with those challenges? Um, and then how do you deal with it strategically? Because a lot of sports are strategic. How do you get that leg up or that step up on your opponent to make sure that you, you, in, in the end you beat them. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and in really, really in life when these challenges come up, evolve and, and come about, how do you beat that challenge to come out? And and one thing that, that, that one philosophy we have in our family is that it doesn't matter how great the challenge is, really doesn't matter the outcome. <laughs> Everything's going to work itself out. Yeah. It's just going to work itself out. It just does. It just seems to. And even when it doesn't seem like it works itself out, works itself out yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I had that conversation with with Delaney actually she hadn't we had an incident with the bow fishing trip where um, unfortunately uh, Drake our guide who originally committed had a medical incident where he had to to back out rightfully so I mean he, he definitely his focus should be on his family and and not on you know help you know right yeah providing that opportunity to us and so we're thinking of you Drake we're thinking of you um, so she called me in a panic saying hey in a week, we got the boat fishing. We need some boats. <laughs> Can you bring your boat? And I remember I said to Delaney, I go, listen, Delaney, relax. It's going to work out. It's yeah. going to work out. We'll figure out a way to help you out. And so it did. It ended up working itself out. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so we teach, we coach, um, run the farm. And coaching involves, uh, again, she's actually her off season is in the fall. Um, but she's still involved with cross country because of the track coach. She's always out there supporting her athletes who are, who are running track and field or, or who are running cross. And then, of course, they have preseason workouts for basketball. And, and um, basketball seems to have evolved in a year-round sport now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're doing preseason workouts in the summer. They go to different camps, and then so she goes around and does different camps and that sort of thing. Um, I just made a comment to Sam earlier today. Uh, I start school, actually, the week uh, of August 15th and when I get back to school I am now uh, a registered uh, football official in the state of Michigan and so really football season starts when we get back so I have so when I get back I'll have games Wednesday Thursday Friday and some on Saturdays so I basically get Saturday Monday and Tuesday off well I take that back there's some of the junior high games I have this year scheduled for Tuesday so huh. really it's Tuesday through Saturday yeah, yeah. wow so I'll go to the school and teach from 7.30 to 
go from teaching to wherever the game site is or uh, wherever we're going to meet as a crew, and then we drive up to the game and, and do the game. And if it's a varsity game, a lot of times I won't get home till 11, 1130 at night. Wow. So I'll leave my house at, you know, you know, 630 and get home at 1130 at night. So, and that's, that's very common. That's, that's, that's how we've always lived. <laughs> you yeah. know, Heather and I, from, from the minute we met, the second we met, we actually met her through um, coaching. I had her brother on my team, and so <laughs> I had her brother on my team. I remember, so I'll tell you a little story. It may seem a little sappy, but um, I had her brother on the team, and and uh, after one of our first couple games, um, one of the assistant coaches on the varsity, I was a JV baseball coach at the time, he was asking me about the game. He, I go, yeah, but there was this hot blonde in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and this coach said, was it Merge's sister? I said, Yes, it was. <laughs> he was, dude, I think she's available, too. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> well, kind of. Kind okay. Of. So that was at the beginning of the season. At the end of the season, Heather had the psychology class. And this is the year that I graduated, graduated college, and I graduated with a psychology degree. So Heather's mom and, and Ryan, her brother, her, her mom, their mom was my team parent. So you're always communicating with the team parent. I'm you know, who's going to provide the food for doubleheaders and when our bus schedule is because they would send out emails and so on, um, whether there's um, weather impacting our, you know, if the game's still on, if it's canceled, so on and so forth, if we have any adjustments with our practice schedule. So she was the connection we made between what we're doing at the school versus it, with the parents in the community and that sort of thing. And yeah. so um, Heather's mom came up to me just before the last game and said, Heather has this psychology class. She has to do a field experience, but she can't make it. Would it be okay if she film if I filmed your baseball games? Yeah, absolutely. So, and that was back in the day where you wouldn't have these mini. You had these big old oh, yeah. VHS filmer yeah. things. So she filmed the video, and uh, afterwards, you know, she came up, thanked me, and said, "Oh, thank you so much. I'll get this to Heather." I said, okay, cool. A week later, we had a banquet. Heather's mom came up again and said, "Hey, um, you know, she really appreciate I got that film to her. You know." And, um, you know, so she wanted me to give you this. She hands me a piece of paper. So I took it, put it in my pocket. Said, okay, thanks. I'll read it later. And then we went and, and went out to a local bar afterwards, the coaching staff. And I, and I was telling the coaches, yeah, there's mom handing me a piece of paper. Like, dude, what does it say? What does it say? I don't know. <laughs> so I, I pulled it out and said, Todd, thank you so much for allowing me to do this. Here's my phone number. Here's my email if you need to contact me. <laughs> there you go then the rest was then history. the rest is history i got gotcha. you yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome so yeah so it was funny uh, so at any rate so so anyway we're busy with with all that stuff you know uh coaching teaching um in the in 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 the summer um early on in our career we both you know financially we needed to develop funds so we we both still worked throughout the summer even though we had summer off we still had jobs because we had to still afford, you know, teaching is certainly a noble profession and, and it's a good profession, but it takes a while for you to feel comfortable financially, you know, right. um, to be able to live life and afford the things that you really want to afford. So um, it's very rewarding, um, but oftentimes teachers have to take those extra steps just to be able to afford the life they want to live. Right. You know, and so that's what we, we both worked uh, part time jobs in the summertime. Heather continues to still do that and uh, works through the Michigan DNR as an activity coordinator. Now, originally she was hired as a ploving, ploving or Piper Plover steward and Piper Plovers are endangered birds. 
Um, so she would sit on the beach and make sure nobody messed with their nests, basically, until they migrated back out of, out of the area. And so, um, so she, she continues to do that. She's, I mean, she's the ultimate conservationist. She's the ultimate um, sportswoman. I mean, she loves being involved in nature. And I think I mentioned this to you yesterday while we were sitting around here. There are hummingbirds all around the feeder. Yeah. I said, man, if Heather was here and she saw that hummingbird, she would run for her camera, and we wouldn't see her the rest of the night. She would be chasing birds around, and then she'd come across the flower and take pictures of the flower, and then she would just, <laughs> it, that's just Heather and nature. And, man, I just, I, she's so supportive of, and that's the connection we have. She knew that I was a coach. She knew that I was busy. In turn, I realized how busy she were she was, and, and we just had that connection. And that's, you know, we're, we're, we've known each other. We've dated each other. We've been a part of each other's life for 20 years now, and, married uh married uh, 18 years and so and we continue to share our passion with each other and and um and really at first i know as a young couple we we didn't understand fully what that involves i want heather to be a part of hunting i want heather to be out with me with every excur every excursion because i thought you know i've always been a part of outdoors i know heather loves being outdoors why didn't she want to always go out with me i didn't understand the fact that she was nervous because in her mind, can I live up to his expectations being out in the woods? I didn't realize that. Yeah. And, and once I did realize the fact that she was a little nervous, then, it, then my thought became, well, I have to help her understand what it's like being out here. I have, to, I have to share my knowledge of the outdoors and to watch her evolve. And like I said, I listened to that podcast, and I was just so filled with pride. I was so proud of her just to see how confident she now is as an outdoors person. And, you know, I would feel in the beginning it was when she would go out she always i always had to sit with her so there were times i'm like oh, heather the deer are over there but we can't sit there together because we have a double here so we have to sit in the double if i'm with you if we spread now it's hey todd i'm going to this thing where are you going yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and so just to see that i'm just so proud of her and she's so supportive and such a great mom and and, and really does a good job balancing our family life with our professional life with everything else and yeah she's a great partner because she's so supportive and helping me do the same thing you know yeah. like you said we're just so busy and, and and now i've kind of backed off from you know working in the summertime heather still does that through the michigan dnr um and my focus now is you know helping our girls learn learn parts of life you know so i guess my thought is i we, we spend more time on the farm in the summertime now and the girls are a big part of that now sam you know i had this conversation yesterday about getting getting animals and when we started our farm, uh, I think our daughter was maybe three years old. Our oldest daughter, Tala, she was three years old. Had not We had an opportunity to get a mini horse, a miniature is about yay big, you know. And uh, it was given to us for free. And we thought, you know, we've always go to these carnivals. They have the pony ride. How cool would it be to have a pony on the farm that we can teach Tala how to ride on, you know. And we can also teach her responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to care for this animal. So we can teach her these, this responsibility. And so uh, we hired a trainer, uh, Miss Becky, who is currently recovering from an accident. So our thoughts are with you, Miss Becky. Um, and so just a great, great person that really, she taught Tala how to ride. She taught me how to ride. She taught Heather how to ride. Because Heather and I ended up getting jealous about the fact that our daughter has a horse and we have nothing. <laughs> you know, let's get a horse of our own. So that's what we did. Um, and then we had an accident with that horse. And then from that, um, we realized very quickly how much we love horses and we love that life. 
and so our, our farm just just expanded yeah went from one one mini to 11 11 horses with uh with the farm and chickens and everything else so wow yeah 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 so that keeps us busy and so our girls have really really developed into what what we were hoping what our vision what our goal was they understand the responsibilities. They wake up every morning. They go out and do the chores. They come in and do some chore, the chores in the house before they actually have fun. And um, often we don't even turn the TV on because we're busy doing stuff like that and taking yeah. responsibilities. So if you want to sum up a day in the life of selling, it's going to be busy. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's going to be busy. Um, Sam made a made a comment to me yesterday. Hey, dude, if you want to take a take a nap because. We were up and uh, we were working hard from <laughs> very early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of days, and I go see him. I never take naps. I will, <laughs> I, I'll sit down. I might get a little tired, but I, I never take naps because just there's so much going on. And so. Yeah. You know we're busy. We're very goal oriented, and we have a vision. And and you know, like I said, I made the comment earlier. We value others, and we value them to the point where, you know, we put their interests over ours more more often than not. And that's just kind of. The characteristic we have and that's why we're in the profession that we have yeah and so and that's our why watching those people develop from the knowledge that we share with them and certainly with our girls it's yeah. uh, we're so proud of them and what they do and who they become and and watching them share what they know about riding horses and and farm life in general and i my oldest daughter oh my goodness if I harvest the deer, if I don't let her gut the deer, she throws an absolute temper tantrum. <laughs> and it's fun to watch last last year, for example. I had both my girls out. Heather, uh, I tried to get all of us out, and, uh, you know, I was going to take one of the girls. Heather was going to take one of the girls. Uh, Heather had something going on. I think it was a basketball event she had going on. So I just said, fine, I'll take both girls out. So I took both the girls out, and I we sat in the shadow hunter that I was showing you. Yeah. And I was able to shoot a doe that night, harvest the doe that night. And I had a buddy on property too, hunting. And he came up and said, hey, I heard you shoot. Did you get one? Yep, shot a doe. Here it is. Huh. I go, um, I got it out real quick. We'll get up to the house. And my, my daughter, oh, my goodness, you're not going to get that. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> I'm like, fine, fine, fine. And, and so this buddy is, a, is also a teacher. He teaches in the same school as Heather. Originally, Heather. So... Um, I'll get to that story later, but um, <laughs> teaching the same school as Heather, and he just said, yeah, I want to see you gut it. I'm like, fine. So she gutted it out and Good said, hey, this is the heart, this is the lungs, this is the, the liver, and so on and so forth. You know, her goal is to be a veterinarian, so it's kind of cool to see Good that. Good for her. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So teaching, mm -hmm. coaching, mm -hmm. farm, mm -hmm. two kids, mm -hmm. as if that's not already busy enough, mm -hmm. what drives you to hunt? What drives me to hunt? The big thing that drove originally what drove me to hunt was just the adrenaline rush. Um, again, being having just that personality that allowed me to compete collegiately. Um, I love the adrenaline rush. I love the adrenaline rush of being successful in a sport. I love the adrenaline rush of of um, harvesting an animal. But over the years, it's evolved from just that simple adrenaline rush, being competitive with nature. You know, I mentioned it's a cat and mouse game. You're, I, I tell people all the time, you're playing chess with Mother Nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really are. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out where the pieces go to be successful. And, you know, if you win that game, that's great. If you don't, well, you, you try to figure out your strategy. And, and, and well, the, the hog hunt the other day where, um, you know, I that hog uh, we didn't harvest him and so that night i'm thinking what can we do what can we do to differently what could have i i have done differently um 
but beyond that, it's it's being a steward of the land and, and sharing my knowledge with others. I showed you pictures. We so on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. Um, so tonight, actually, they um, they have youth, youth archery, and so I work with a great group of guys out of the Coopersville Sportsman's Club, and we offer youth archery in Coopersville. And last week we had 21 uh, kids. I think our youngest was like six years old, something like that. So they come out and we teach them how to shoot bows. Yeah. And so you're sharing that knowledge. You're sharing that that passion of the outdoors with with the younger generation and just with other people in general. And that's part of that's a big part of all obsession. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sharing that passion with other people. And so that's that's what drives me to be an outdoorsman. You know, being competitive with Mother Nature being a steward of the land, sharing your knowledge with others, developing the younger generation, because this is something that should always be, you know, if we, if, if, if hunting just went away, could you imagine, could you imagine what would happen to our environment? Could you imagine what would happen to our food crops? Could you imagine what would happen to our food supply? What could you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would just, uh, yeah. I mean, you and I talked about it last night, you know, hunters being the true conservationists and mm -hmm. everything, which mm -hmm. I, that, that in itself is a great conversation that'll be in our couch chat that mm -hmm. um, will be on our YouTube channel. But, um, you're, yeah, you're, you're spot on. It would, this, none of this would be the case if, mm -mm. if it wasn't for, Right. Or just that. So. Well, then, the, then the other thing that drives me is that when Heather got involved, you know, I just love spending that time out in the woods with her. I love yeah. spending the time out in the woods with, with the kids and just showing them different things. And, again, I, I keep beating, beating a dead horse here, but just seeing the confidence that she's built and, and see who she's become as an outdoors person, and it just, it just makes me very proud, you know, and so. Awesome. Yep. yep. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, man, I, I really appreciate you sharing your – your story, your passion, your life on here and, and not just that, but mm -hmm. you and Heather both and, and all that you guys do for, for fall yeah, obsession yeah. and the fall obsession family, you know, it, yeah. it, it's awesome to have folks like you on board and, you know, guys that'll yeah. just pack up and fly down to Texas, you yeah, know, to, for sure. you know, on a whim. So sure. <laughs> we're, we're very spontaneous. Like I said, we're, uh, we're very busy. We're very goal driven. We're very, um, you know, we put other people before us, but at the same time, we're very spontaneous. Um, you know, and I think back to the Snoop Dogg commercial, the best plans are no plans at all. And that's kind of <laughs> how we live life. So if things come up, we can just drop everything and go, you know, yeah. And that's kind of what we do, you know. I do have to tell you the story of how Heather actually got involved in hunting, too, because we were kind of talking about it yeah, last night. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, early on in, in our relationship, we moved out to the farm. It was, it's been in her, far, her family for over 100 years. Um, we now live where her grandparents used to live. Um, and so when Grandma got, got sick and they moved her into a nursing home, they asked Heather, hey, do you want to take over the farm? You're the eldest grandchild. You know, you have the f first opportunity. She said, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we'll do that. So, so she and I um, moved in and took over the farm. And so um, prior to that, I was, uh, you know, I hunted quite a bit, but being a collegiate athlete, being a college student. Um, so, again, the busyness has rung true my entire life. Um, at one point, college student, college athlete, outdoorsman. Um, I was, I was uh, a coach. That's when I got into coaching, first got into coaching. So I was a coach. Yeah. And then I had to have a part-time job because as a college athlete, you still have bills. <laughs> yep. But you aren't allowed to work. You work often. You aren't allowed to bring in money because it's with the NCAA rules and stuff like that, you know. Um, so I still had a part-time job. where I, So I did all that stuff. And... Um, you know, telling people have always asked, you've asked several times, how do you do it? Well, you find your passion 
and you make it work. Yeah. <laughs> you just make it work. You just do. You, you prioritize things and make it work. If you really are passionate about something, and you're going to make it work. I tell kids all the time who want to get into coaching, what's, what's your secret? What do you have to do? I'm like, you got to make it work. Yeah. You have to make it work. So going back to the story of, and Heather was never really, so when we moved in the property, first thing I realized right away is there's a lot of animals on this property. There's a lot of, compared to what I'm used to, hunting public land. You know, if you go out, if you see one deer, you're lucky. You know, going to my parents' backyard, again, you see a deer the whole season, you're lucky. You know what I mean? Right. This was, you see deer every single time you go out, you know? And so I was going to go out one night, and Heather's like, I want to go out with you. And this is during bow season. And uh, I said, sure, you want to? Yeah, absolutely, let's go out. Um, at that time, I had one tree stand set up, and it was set up on the edge of a cornfield, and the tree uh, branched off uh, kind of like that, and at the base, there was a V, and that V, you could just set a chair in, and you can just look through into the field, and I said to Heather, I go, I can bring you out to my tree stand, but we got to bring a chair, we'll put you in the V, and you can watch out through the field, and then I'll climb up, and, and we'll do the hunt, and, uh, she, you know, obviously, she didn't have a bow, she didn't have a weapon, she didn't even have her hunter safety shirt at that time. So I get up in the tree stand as the night progressed, uh, a group of deer came out across the field about 300 yards away and I can see they're all does and you know, we shoot does for me and, and, uh, so I'm trying to get Heather's attention. I'm doing that, you know, but still trying to be quiet at the same time. So then I just start picking bark and throwing it down at her, <laughs> hitting her in the head. And she finally looks up at me and she's like, stop it. <laughs> I'm like, deer. <laughs> Oh, uh, because man. because I knew she was positioned in a way that she couldn't see them. One of the trees were blocking her view, so I didn't want her to all of a sudden peek around the tree and then spook the deer off. Right. So I was trying to get her attention and say, hey, sit still, there's deer coming. So sure enough, they came right to us, 15 yards away, the whole group, and I ended up getting a shot at, at the biggest doe. And uh, Heather did exactly what I told her prior. If a deer comes close, you just got to be really still. Don't make any noise, you know. Um, and she did exactly what I told her and I was able to put an arrow through her. And as soon as that doe took off, she jumps up out of her seat and says, Oh my gosh, I love hunting. I need to get a bow. <laughs> so it, before that deer even fell down, she was yelling and screaming and, and saying, I want to be a part of this. And okay, cool. So that, uh, that Christmas I ended up buying it. She loves jewelry too, by the way. So I, I, I thought it'd be funny that not really funny, but it, you know, diamond is a good bow anyway so i told her yeah. I had a diamond diamond for christmas so i got her a diamond for christmas and unfortunately it didn't fit her so we took it to our local pro pro dealership and uh he's like yeah this doesn't fit her so we ended up fitting her into a hoyt and so um so we got her a hoyt and and she's been hunting she she enrolled in on her safety and so she's been hunting and she she got the bug that one time you yeah. know I think I wrote an article and the first time I got a, I got the bug. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think I did. The first time I got the bug was during hunter safety class, which is very similar to the antelope story that I told you. I had somebody uh -huh. telling me I couldn't do it. Yeah. And uh, and I did it. I, you know, I shot an antelope with a with a bow. I had somebody telling me I I would never be able to shoot an antelope with a bow, and I did. Very similar story. Going through hunter safety as a 16 year old. Um, I remember going to the archery. I was shooting because they do field day and you shoot the different weapons and that sort of thing. I remember getting to the archery range and they had a 3D target. I draw back, shoot it, drill it right in the throat, right in the neck. And that's right where I aimed. And I had a dad just kind of chuckle. So, You're never going to do that again. I'm like, you know what? 
Thunk, and did it. He's like, oh, yeah, beginner's luck. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> so I put three arrows. I grouped them right in the neck, and it was just so easy for me. And that's where I caught the bug. That's where I caught the bug. Archery's my thing. And so yeah. that's kind of where I started. It, it all started for me. And so just like where it all started for Heather on yeah. that field, on that cornfield, and yeah. throwing bark at her head and having her upset. But it all it all worked out. <laughs> we we all have a story on, yeah. on where the bug bit us, man. And, yeah, yeah it, it, it's so cool to hear to hear different people's perspectives and, you know, how it all went down. So yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. Well, so I want to, before we, we're getting toward the end of our time, but before we wrap up this podcast, uh, I got a couple of questions to ask you. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you've been on the podcast before, yep. even last week. Yep. Um, I didn't ask, I, I just forgot to ask him in the la- last episode. And then like I told Heather, with the when we had y'all on with the midwestern group i wasn't about to ask these questions to everybody because it would have been a five-hour podcast episode at that point but a couch chat yeah exactly (laughs) but uh tell tell us about your favorite hunting memory my favorite oh man so we actually it's funny you say that because in, in in goose camp we we were talking about this and we all pretty much agreed Every every memory, every time you go in the field, you make memories, and every memory is a favorite one. You know what yeah. I mean? There are just so many to pick from. Some that certainly stick out are the snow goose hunt, because um, I've never done that. The antelope hunt that I talked to you about. To you about, I had a uh, had a chiropractor telling me uh, that there's no way that you can shoot an antelope with a bow. And again, my own personality is just that I'm going to prove you wrong that I can shoot one with a bow, and I actually did. Yeah. Hog hunt this hog hunt awesome it was it's certainly one of my my best memories and then of course um you know when i went on my bear hunt up in ontario you yes. know that's oh that was that was a good time too uh, i actually went up there twice the first time actually I had back surgery two days before and oh then, wow yeah so i've had some issues with that but um uh, the second time i went up i was able to harvest a really nice boar up there and so very cool um, you know every memory and is a great memory. Some stick out more than others, and those are some that, that really stick out. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this bow fishing trip and some of the other excursions that we have coming up too. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. many more to come for sure. Many more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, the second question, um, one of my favorites is always, uh, what is your top or at the top somewhere, mm-hmm. the top three or whatever it might be of your bucket list hunts that you have not gotten to oh, do yet. That's, that's for me, it's caribou hands down. Um, years ago, Ontario, which is the, the providence that surrounds us in Michigan there in Canada, they used to offer caribou hunts, but it got to a point where the herd was starting to become decimated. So they cut it. So we haven't been able to, and, and back home uh, years ago at the hunting and, and fishing shows that would that they would offer you know throughout the out the year you would you would see a ton of caribou hunting in ontario we haven't seen any in years just really? because they cut it out so i've always wanted a caribou hunt so that's certainly a top of my bucket list then of course uh, mule deer hunting I, yeah. I would love to get out west and and do some mule deer hunting uh, elk hunting um, and then moose hunting uh, we talked about you know at dinner last night we were talking about the best meat i've heard caribou number one moose number two yeah. and so yeah i certainly want to get out and, and try to harvest a moose sometime too and awesome with a bow everything's with bow but of yeah. course yeah. yeah we're bow hunters <laughs> but i wouldn't be opposed to having my rifle right next to me when that's sighted in yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well i i told heather in 112 uh because because she has 
a very similar bucket list to you mm-hmm. and then y'all both have a very similar bucket list to me yep. we're gonna have to team up and oh uh, yeah for and, sure and figure all this stuff out eventually because caribou is my my number one bucket list as well I'm, so i'm gonna throw andy meek's phrase out here and say oh you betcha oh you betcha yeah <laughs> I, man he like i like i told you and heather uh and that's come up that you know i had dinner with him that one night that mm-hmm. when you and i were talking that earlier that day and all this came to fruition and everything but um Man, it just it was fun hanging out with him that night, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. just we're we're sitting. We went to this. Uh, this is this is totally irrelevant to to hunting, but yeah. um, just this fall obsession family. We went to this uh, kind of steakhouse. It's called uh, I think it's called Prairie House in yep. uh, Louisville, Texas. Yeah. Um, and it used to be an old feed mill. Mm-hmm. Is actually what it was way back in the day, and they converted it into this restaurant. And you know, it was a Friday night. They had live music going yeah. on in there, yeah. and then they, you know, bar and everything. And we sat at a booth just so we could socialize better and everything. Yeah. But uh, he he's there. We're having a good time. He's Andy. He's mm-hmm. loud, and yeah. it, we're we're seated close to the bar. And throughout <laughs> the evening, and uh, Andy will chuckle. I'm, I'm I keep glancing over at the bar, and all these people keep looking over their shoulders, <laughs> looking at this freaking northerner yeah. sitting behind him that's being all loud and obnoxious and everything. It was the funniest thing you ever. You can't understand what he's saying. With his accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of oh you betchas, and he was saying all these other things, and it's yeah. like. Man, these people are wondering where you're from. Right? <laughs> yeah, you should have uh, live music. DJ Jazzy Drew, get I know, his turntables yeah. out there and start getting the beats down. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy's a hoot. I really enjoyed hanging out with them. Look, I look forward to to next time he's on, down here. We'll have to get him For on sure. a podcast yeah. in person. That that one might never that might never <laughs> end, especially if I had Nick Powell here too. Oh, so, geez. Geez. but. Well, Todd, yep. thank you again, man. Uh, I enjoyed these yep. these couple episodes and getting to sure. getting to record with you and everything. It it's been fun. I I, I love like a, like you said at the very beginning how mm-hmm. much I love the in person podcast mm-hmm. and this is why, man. Just it's, the, the conversations just flow. It's it's mm-hmm. awesome. We so. always have a good time talking to each other, and, and even more so when we're in person. I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it, and I, we're. You know, you, you fly out in the morning, but we're we're not done yet. We're yep. we're gonna get off the podcast here and here a little bit. We're gonna go to the bow shop and yep. and let Absolutely. you experience, experience Cinnamon Creek and our friends over there, and uh, you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe run some arrows through an elite. We'll see. So, yeah, check yeah. out the newest elite. And so, yeah, and shoot get, that in vision. Get Heather on an elite. So yeah, there <laughs> you go. Perfect. Yep. Well, for our listeners, however you guys might be tuning in, whether it's the podcast video or you're listening on your favorite app, thanks for listening. Um, If you have not already on whatever app that is, hit that follow and or subscribe button. Um, That way you guys uh, catch all of our episodes. We post a new episode every single Monday morning. Um, We're also on uh, the Outdoor Call uh, radio app, which uh, Outdoors Dan out there, he does a live show uh, a couple times a week, but he also plays... uh, several different shows kind of on a loop different Mm -hmm. days throughout the week on on the app and everything Mm -hmm. and our day is monday so there'll be a random fall obsession podcast episode that plays kind of on a loop throughout the day on mondays on the app so you make sure you go download that app uh he's also does some facebook live videos too for you guys so we're on there we're also on waypoint tv which is a free hunting and outdoor streaming service um, different shows, podcasts, educational series, all sorts of different stuff is on there. So go download Waypoint. It's free. Be sure you hit up Fall Obsession Podcast on there. And I'm uh, going to throw this in real quick. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean no, to cut you go off. For so um, you know, for those of you watching and listening, encourage your friends. If you've got friends, tell yes. them to get on because I have to beat Heather in views. That's, that's <laughs> the goal. we got to beat Heather in views. Come on. Here we go. 
<laughs> Todd's been telling me for the last two days about how Heather's been trying to get people to to download her podcast episode of so one twelve and 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 watching everything and uh, so. So now, now we, now we're seeing that competitive yeah. side that yeah. Todd was talking about. So there, there you go. So yes, but please, whether it's Todd, Heather, or anybody else, encourage your, your friends to, to download Fall Obsession podcast and listen on whatever app. Um, that, that's why we do this is for guys like guys and girls like you. So be sure that you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're on all there. Go, go follow us. We post daily. Um, we're also on YouTube, our YouTube channel. We're rolling out a bunch of new videos. Um, we put our podcasts on there. The podcast videos for every episode are on the YouTube channel. And then we also have other types of media series, the Texas dirt series, which is one of my personal favorites that's near and dear to my heart we're filming season two of that right now uh todd got to be on the on the filming end of that thing uh yesterday on that hog hunt so that'll be up there soon um and then we also have some other series coming in you and i talked last last podcast about the the new couch chat series that uh that you kind of inspired and everything so we filmed the first episode for that that'll be coming out either before or after this podcast somewhere in there so be sure that you go to uh tune into the couch chats we're also working on uh, getting some more guests for, excuse me, for our My Obsession series, and mm-hmm. I, I believe Todd and I talked yeah. about him, uh, him join us on that series as well. So excited sure. to have that. So go subscribe to the YouTube. FallObsession.com is our website. That's our hub. All of our content runs through that website. We literally through the form of video series. Uh, educational articles, wild game recipes, gear reviews, all sorts of different stuff. We have covered hundreds of topics in the hunting and outdoor world from across the country, from uh, staff members like Todd and I talked about earlier that are that are part of our Fall Obsession family. Mm-hmm. So be sure that you go uh, to fallobsession.com, explore around, and check out our apparel. Support a small hunting business. Um, we got a bunch of bunch of new uh, designs. I, I say a bunch. We have a few new designs out there. And if you're watching the video, I'm rocking the American Pride uh, t-shirt for this mm-hmm. podcast, um, which I do believe we still have some select sizes in that in stock. It's only like seven bucks for the shirt. So mm-hmm. go pick it up and we do a $10 deal of the week as well, where we select a new apparel item every week, mark it down to 10 bucks, sell it at 10 bucks for a week to kind of give you guys the opportunity to get some new apparel in your hands with the, the rising cost in, in today's world and everything. And, so. and if you guys do uh, know a field staffer yes. or a pro staffer, a staff member from Fall of Session, hit them up because we've got discount codes, not only on, on, on all the apparel that's already on sale. I don't know, do they get a discount on the $10 off ones? or uh, it, might, it should knock down shipping a little bit for them at yeah, least. If, if we have products that are already marked down a little bit, some sometimes discounts won't, uh, won't stack up on top of on top of an already heavily marked down product yep. like that, but it should yep. at least help folks out with shipping. So yeah, but by, for sure, hit them up. You get a discount. Yeah, all of like Todd said, all of our staffers have that unique code. You not only save yourself a few dollars, but you also help out your buddy who's a staffer. Um, help mm-hmm. them out with uh, kind of climbing in in some of our point systems and everything on yeah. their end. So um, for sure, hit them up. Um, Ridge Rock Hunt Company, they are our podcast uh, partner and sponsor, Derek and Lacey over there in Mississippi. They book hunts. Um, They run a company that uh, has a network of vetted and trusted outfitters that they will set you up with depending on what you want to hunt, where you want to hunt, and how much you have to spend. Um, even if uh, whatever you're looking for is kind of out of your price range right now, Derek will even work with you on a plan for future seasons to try and set something up in 2023 or 2024 um, where you can afford it. You can get a tag if it's a, if it's a, uh, a lottery draw or something like that. Um, he'll help you figure all that out. So hit up Ridge Rock Hunt Company, hit up Derek, 
and uh, they'll help get you all all fixed up on there. So, yep. well, Todd, thanks again, man. Thank it was you. fun sitting down and, and knocking you. out some podcasts with you. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm excited to to go to the bow shop next. And, yeah, here and we go. See what see, all that has to see what Cinnamon to Creek's like. And yeah, always a great time talking to Sam. Always. So yeah, well, we'll yep. we'll do it again for sure. And uh, like I said, I know a bunch of content will come. Mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff yep. will come out of that. Uh, that that camp from the yeah. fishing trip you got coming up here. So our so. goal next is to get you at one of these camps. So I know. I, I, I got to make it to one. So I'm, I'm working on the green light for that uh, for that crane hunt, and it's go. sounding like it might be promising for me. So yeah, we'll see what we can do. For sure. So, but. For sure. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast. We're back again next Monday morning for another one, and we will catch you then. Stay obsessed.